Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives for the very first time. We are a group of friends who play Dungeons & Dragons, uh, classic nerd style, and wanted to share our fun-filled adventures with any current or soon-to-be players. Just as we have been inspired by other YouTube series and podcasts, we hope that this podcast and YouTube series can inspire you, or at the very least, entertain you. I should introduce myself and the players first, though. Uh, my name's Owen, and I will be the Dungeon Master for this, our very first adventure. With me tonight, I have Claire... Hello. Andrew. Hello. Jared. Howdy there. And finally, Simon. Hey, guys. Who will be joining me for this campaign. Before we introduce the characters that these lovely people will be playing, let me introduce the campaign itself. We are going to be playing a classic 5th edition adventure called The Tyranny of Dragons, a combination of the Horde of the Dragon Queen and the Rise of Tiamat modules. However, this will be set in a homebrew world created by me, called Nostea, and I've put in some twists and turns into the story, so even if you have played this campaign before, hopefully you'll find some very new and interesting content. Without any further ado, let's jump straight into it. This world has seen war and peace, chaos and order, creation and destruction. A world of great magics and wonder, but also a world of great danger and terror. Created by primordials, shaped by gods, and populated by infinite varied forms of life. This is a world of mystery and adventure. This is Nostea. Our story begins on the continent of Oceania, a large landmass surrounded by a vast sea called the Amarian Ocean. Stretching across the equator and down towards the southern pole, the land contains rich jungles, scorching deserts, lush plains and frozen wastes. There are a number of cities, settlements and towns scattered across the continent, continent, populated by people of almost all races. To find our four main characters, however, we must focus to the eastern coast of Oceania, south of the bustling merchant city of Oxenvert, and the great expanse of the Fey Lake. Our party are new members of the League of Adventurers, an organisation with the Lodge, spreading across Nostea, and have formed a minor adventuring guild called Tempest. Currently based in Oxenvert Lodge of the League, the party are currently relaxing in the opulent common room. Lounging on couches and chairs nearby are various other adventurers, either enjoying some quiet downtime between missions, or enthusiastically sharing details of their past successes. Only slightly exaggerated, of course. And could I now get each of you to describe your characters and tell us what they might be doing in their downtime here <coughs> at the common room of the Oxenfurt Lodge? Starting with Claire. So... So you see my character's name is uh, Mira. You can see that she's a uh, dragonborn. Uh, she's wearing quite fine robes and she would probably be sitting down kind of comfortably uh, near the fire, just kind of staring at the flames as they flicker around. Uh, but she's distracted by all of the notes that are scattered around her as she is desperately just trying to make sure that everything from the last adventure is in order and that everything from the next one is ready to go and you can just see that she's just trying to do her notes but she's quite distracted by the fire. So the other thing you notice about Mira is that she uh, is basically half silver dragonborn and half red Dragonborn, and it's a split straight down her face and one of her uh, upper limbs 
one each of her upper limbs, um, and one of her eyes is blue, and the other one is yellow. Very nice. And Andrew, could you introduce your character, please? Hi. Uh, so my name is Azua. Um, I am a male Azimir. Um, I'm sitting currently in deep meditation. Uh, my character is giving off a slight golden light as I concentrate on the uh, the past few days and looking inward. Um, when you look at me, there is a slight shadow, almost like um, my character is moving at a very quick pace. Um, you're not quite sure what this oddity is, but considering how close we are to the, the Fey Wilds, you have an idea that it could be some semblance of a Fey touch. Um, my character is quite tall, uh, human-like, uh, with, um, and that's about it. Quite mysterious. Very nice. And Jared? Oh, all right. So pretty much my character, he's, uh, sitting off probably, I don't know, somewhere in the corner with an ale in his hand. He's, uh, talking to other... Uh, members of other guilds and stuff like that and he's sort of getting into stories and one-upping each other and stuff like that he's um pretty loud pretty obnoxious uh he wears scale mail he's got big bulging muscles uh he has a halberd next to him he's a uh, chosen weapon that he always keeps around him um he has like short sort of spiky sort of black hair um he actually yeah that's I think that's pretty much it for now. There's not much else to really go on with for now. You'll, like, he's pretty, he looks pretty rough. And, yeah. And you'll find out more as we go, I guess. And what's your character's name, Jared? I don't know if you said oh, sorry. Emmerich. Perfect. Sorry. No, that's all good. And Simon, last and certainly not least. Yes, so uh, my character, Wiltix, he's uh, just sitting to the side. He's uh, playing with some of his cards in the corner, just trying to pass the time until the next adventure starts. He's a, uh, a well, what he would say is above average size, a forest gnome, and uh, has dark black hair with, with his uh, matching black uh, leather armor. So uh, just sitting there, passing time, and uh, waiting for the next little quest to start. Fantastic. Being the smallest edgelord ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's something to fear. Oh. Oh. You might think he's a little bit further away than what he is. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the common room itself, as you have a bit of a look around, you can see there are other adventurers of, of various different types, all races and uh, all classes mixed into this place. Um, you would recognize a, a tall half-orc talking to his Aarakocra um, companion. Um, bulging and flexing his muscles where he has tattooed um, a grinning face of uh, this giant eye with a grinning face underneath it that looks very reminiscent of maybe a beholder of some sort or a, a gazer and he seems to have tattooed that on his uh, upper bicep and is sort of boasting about how he managed to take down the creature single-handedly of course um, now Cochrane doesn't seem to be buying a, a bar of it uh, the dining room itself, the common room itself, is very opulent and very comfortable. There are large armchairs all around. Um, if you're meditating um, Azua, you're probably meditating on a, on a very opulent ottoman in front of a large chaise lounge, which I can imagine Wiltix is sort of feet dangling over the edge as he sits on the uh, 
on the chair itself. As you enjoy a bit of peace and quiet after your last mission, um, you can see an older half-elf woman with auburn hair fading to grey, half-moon spectacles perched upon her nose, dressed in elegant but ruffled robes of the rich green and white of the Oxenfurt chapter of the League, entering the room. She looks around impatiently before meeting eyes with all of you across the room, and over the, the quiet din of many people talking, you can hear a slight huff. As she makes her way over to you, you recognise her as Sylvia Whistlewood, the chief administrator of the Oxenfurt Lodge. Clutched in her hands are a series of scrolls and missives, and over her shoulder are various bags and satchels. She pushes past the boasting half-orc, stands before you, and coughs politely. <clears throat> Tempest Guild? What? Well, I think that would be us, love. Yes, yes, of course it's you. I, 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 I would like to speak with you, if, if I may. I, I'm a very busy woman. I don't have much time. If you could, please. Of, of course, Sylvia, of course. And uh, Mira will bundle all of her stuff up. How careful are you being? Just shoving it in or, or sort of taking a bit of time to make sure it's still organised? Oh, it's all organised. Oh, perfect. Okay. All organised. <laughs> Sylvia sort of... Tapping her feet impatiently, but as a as a chief administrator, recognizes the need for order um, when it comes to documents, and does not say anything as you do this. Um, she looks over towards uh, Wiltix and Emmerich and Azua. I'll uh, jump off my uh, where I'm perched, still playing with my playing cards, interested to hear what she's got to say, but uh, not not too not overly interested. Just uh, happy to hear what she's got to say. Okay. Gotcha. And the, uh, uh, Azua. I open I, I, I open my eyes and uh, just still in a mind of contemplation, kind of just tilt my head like Do you know what you were disturbing? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Alright. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow, the attitude. No, I like I, it. I would, um, he had an ale, so he'll just like skull the whole ale, like chuck it on the on the table with a good thrust. And then sort of waltz over. Yeah, she. I mean, she's she gestures for you to follow. Um, and as soon as uh, as soon as Mira has finished packing up her supplies, she leads you uh, outside of the common room towards a small side antechamber, uh, which you know to be one of her uh, one of her areas of office. Um, she gestures you in towards some seats. Please, 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 take a seat. Take a seat. I need to speak with you. And she gestures for some seats. And I'm assuming you all head in and, and take a seat. Yeah, I definitely wander in, pick a seat at the back, and sort of uh, plonk myself down the chair. Yeah. Um, I, I will stand at the back of the room. Gotcha. Now, I'll uh, head down towards the front just so I'm not uh, obscured by anything. <laughs> it's a good call. Yeah, it's a good call. Otherwise, she, how would she know you're in there as a tiny gnome? Uh, oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. I'll bring out a notebook and get a yep. pen ready. Beautiful. Ready to go. Oh, you get an approving nod as she sees the notebook emerge, and her demeanor changes somewhat. This sort of quite brusque, um, impatient woman, seeing that you're clearly taking this seriously. Uh, a very slight smile comes to her, a very worn face. Yes, uh, look, I understand that you've just come back from a very important mission. Obviously, that giant snake needed to be slain, and good job, of course. Um, 
Tell me, did you receive your compensation for that? I believe we still have some. It's a hundred gold each was your cut. Uh, let me distribute that to you now first before we get into other business. Oh, I love, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, give all the gold to me. I'll, I'll make sure it gets that to everyone. Uh, you know, uh, as well as I do, that 100%, guild... 100% it will definitely go to everyone. I'm, 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 I'm sure that is the case, but as you know, guild rules state clearly that I have to distribute it to the individual members of the guild. And she hands each of you a small sack with the guild stamp on it, um, which contains a hundred gold pieces. Damn. Sweet. <laughs> Guild rules, I'm afraid. Now look, I, we have an urgent task. A minor urgent task. Uh, one that is, I think, quite suited for your talents. A new request has come in from Greennest, a village to the south of Oxenford, roughly five days on foot along the main road. Have any of you been that far or that way before? I'm not sure. Your last mission obviously took you up towards the north. Uh, this is heading the opposite direction down the coast. Sure. It's a pretty small. Yeah. So Green Nest is a pretty small town off off the main road. So unless you guys wanted to have a backstory reason that you had been there before, um, it's probably unlikely that you would have. It's not. It's not a major yeah. trading hub. Oxenford is the. This is the major city. Um, this is like this. This is the main stop after Palin. Basically, it's the next capital. Yeah, I don't think I would have been out that way before. Not really a rural sort of person. It is a country town, yeah. Mm. No. Yes, I don't think I've been there myself. That's that's fine. That's fine. The situation is, we've received a request from Governor Nighthill, the uh, mayor, the governor of the town. Kobolds and masked humans have been spotted in the woods nearby, clearly acting suspicious, and he claims spying on the village. Some of his people have noticed them watching. Supplies have gone missing and there is evidence of people using the main roads after dark. However, Nighthill reports that there have been no travellers greater than the normal amount entering the town itself. They're suspicious. Nighthill, I've had conversations with this man before for various guilds. He does not strike me as a man who exaggerates or is easily spooked. His missive, which he sent today fairly urgently via Raven, does seem ominous. I'm sure it's nothing too great, but if you could go, that would very much ease his mind, and given your last success, the guilds and I feel that you'll be the perfect adventurers for the job, if you're willing to accept it. Uh, well, my guy does a big yawn, and he sort of stretches out and starts falling asleep. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly, um, you, so you're pretending to fall asleep, or are you actually going to try and fall asleep? He's sort of falling asleep, because he's not He's not the type to sit there and just sort of listen to a presentation. All right. He gets bored pretty easy. Yeah. Um, she then would look more towards Mira, Wiltix, and Azua in that case. Ah. Well, we need to help those in need, so... Our guild is definitely able to do it. If they think we're doing a good job already... Yes, well. yes, of course. Yes, we, we absolutely do. And this is the pathway for promotion for you. So far, you Promotion? Been... Oh, yes, of course. So far, your guild uh, is a minor guild, you, as you know. I am offering, as part of this job, promotion to full adventuring guilds with all the perks. However, your choice of guild hall will have to wait until you return. Um, we're not quite set up for that yet, but I can present you with some items and some information that may come of use to you and she hands each of you um, the satchels that she was carrying over her shoulder uh, along with some missives 
you have been approved for new roles within your guild, and these are being presented to you. And she hands out each of the roles uh, that we discussed earlier. Um, the roles that we went for, I think, were cartographer. Yep. Beautiful. And who was taking cartographer? Was that you, Andrew? I think it was, yes. Beautiful. So Azua yeah. receives the cartographer's supplies. Um, Emric, I believe you took quartermaster. Yep. You're handed the quartermaster's supplies. So, as he's handed, he sort of just sort of abruptly, uh, abruptly, uh, abruptly awakens. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah, it's uh, awake, awake for the, awake for the money, asleep for the uh, danger, awake for the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wiltix, you are handed the legermane's supplies, um, and uh, Mira, you are handed the numerator supplies as well. Perfect. I'll be doing a little feature video on each of these roles. They are adapted from the um, Fantastic Acquisitions Incorporated source book. Um, I've sort of tailored them a little bit more to this campaign. So I'll do a little special um, go through each of those roles. And I'm sure that one or two of these lovely people would love to join me for that little special introduction as well. We can read through them and do some fun with that. Um, so she hands sure, out sure. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that one of you will. Mira, Mira's taking the cooking. Um, cooking supplies, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. She can't cook, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, you're handed, yeah, you're handed all of that, uh, all of that stuff. Right, now... Um, I understand that uh, you will need some sort of transportation to get there. Now, obviously, you can take a cart. The guild has uh, these things available to you. And obviously, now that you have been cleared as a full adventuring guild, your cartographer can help requisition that transportation. And she gestures towards Azua. Um, all, all you have to do is show your badge, and you will be permitted access to a horse-drawn cart. Of course, you do not have to take this. You are welcome to walk. If you have funds available to you outside of what I have given you now, you could perhaps hire an airship and hope that they can drop you off partway there. Um, sea is another option. However, getting to the village itself will still require a couple of days travel walking. Um, it's up to you how you get there. Just get there as quickly as you can. Uh, well, I, I could definitely go and get us a a horse and cart, if that's what everybody would like, or shall we walk? Oh, I prefer not to walk, personally. Small legs, too many steps. Ah, very. <laughs> that is a very good joke. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not really joking, but okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go and organize us a cart. Fantastic. I'll meet you all outside. Did you have any further questions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. You can um, you can head down to the stables. You know where they are um, in the guilds. You can head straight down there if you want to, and then meet the others back here. Um, did you want to do that, or did you want to stick around for a little bit longer? Because uh, uh, just as you're sort of heading out the door, Sylvia goes, "Right now, of course, if you had any further questions about the job, you could ask me now. Otherwise, you could speak to my assistant um, later on. It's up to you." Sylvia. I, I, I suppose I'll, I suppose yes. I'll wait until we've. Uh heard all the questions and I'll head out. Yes, of course. Yes, Sylvia, can you tell us any more about these humans in masks? What's that about? It's a very good question. Um, the reports were from two of the people who lived in Greennest. Uh, a farmer uh, and then one of the guardsmen reported seeing a person wearing a mask with strange horn-like uh, appendages attached to it. Uh, with the kobolds, working with them, or, or guiding them, or, or ordering them about. 
Night Hill didn't give too much information in the missive, but enough uh, that he is a bit suspicious of these people. If they're working with kobolds, then clearly they are up to nefarious deeds. Uh, Mira hisses at the idea of the kobold. <laughs> I guess she's a dragonborn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, uh, if you... doesn't say anything out of line. Okay. Um, yes. Unfortunately, it seems like there is uh, trouble brewing, which is why we've requested the help of Tempest. Well, we are up to the challenge, I think. I'm sure you are. It's definitely not because everyone else was busy. Oh. No, 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 it's not of because course. of us. I just was worried you oh. might think that, so I thought I'd better specify. Your specification is oddly specific. What's what a specification is? True. Alright, well, we definitely like just give us information, and we'll uh, we'll get going. I'm getting a bit bored here. I'm afraid I've given uh, all the information. That is all well, I know. Well, just shut the f- shut up, and we'll get going then. Right. Just point us in the right direction there. You do know that I'm the one who pays you, correct? You are aware of that fact. That I'm oh, the one I'm who very aware of money. that. I'm very aware of that fact. But if you want this done, lickety split, we better get going then, eh? The, the door's open. I'm not restraining you here. I start walking out there. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was so always an option, she calls swell. out to you. <laughs> yeah, as you walk away, she's I, like, that was always an I, option. As I walk out, I give her a nice grin and a, and a bit of a wave and a walk out. Oh, okay. Make, make, me, a pers- <laughs> make me a persuasion check. Our first roll. Make me a persuasion, persuasion. check. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, our first roll of the <laughs> our first roll of the campaign. <laughs> it's a and it's a six plus two. Um, yeah, you yeah. give it. You give a smile and a wave. You sort of mistime the. Did you say you winked? No, I didn't okay. wink. Just a smile and a wave. You sort of you mistime it a bit. So as you go to smile and wave, she she looks down and she's now like looking at some notes. And so you just sort of smile and wave at the top of her head. Uh, and then uh, as you stop, <laughs> she looks up again, and you just you realize that you've you've missed your opportunity. It's too late. <laughs> She just thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, the di- oh. the dice gods decided that you and Sylvia weren't going to be best friends. That's fine. Get um, off the water, the duck's back. Yeah, uh, water off the duck's back. Perfect. So, did you guys want to head down to the stables? Uh, obviously, uh, if you you know that adventurers chat like. Um, gossips they are they're incredible gossips if you did want to go back into the common room and have a chat to some of the other adventurers that's definitely an option for you um if you wanted to you've just been given some extra gold if there's any specific things you wanted to get you know that the uh, apothecary attached to the guild and the um, smith attached to the guild are very well stocked for adventurers um, but if you're feeling like you're well prepared and you've got everything you need you are more than welcome to head down and get that card and requisition get a, a card. health potion yeah, Our if friendly you, alchemist. Yeah, you can definitely head over to the uh, apothecary. Um, you are greeted by a uh, a gnome. Uh, this is a female gnome. She has bright pink hair, massive pink eyebrows, and these bright silver eyes. Um, and you probably would have interacted with this gnome before. This is Tiffany. Um, she she runs the apothecary. No one is allowed inside her space. There is a very small window uh, that you can approach, and you have to crouch down to reach it unless you're Wiltix. Um, she yeah she she's not very accommodating of the taller races. And, uh, <laughs> as you approach, there's a small pull rope um, that says "pull for assistance unless I'm busy." 
Actually, who is the tallest in the party at the moment? Uh, what's everyone's heights? Oh, I'm about three and a half feet. Yeah, that makes sense <laughs> um, forest gnome. I'm slightly mm-hmm. taller than a tall human, so... Or like 5'10", 6 foot? Yeah, uh, probably like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, oh, you realise the average is like 5'10". Is it? Ah, 6'3", so 6'3", then. Hell yeah. Are you the means- tallest? I'm the tallest, I'm 6'4". Hang on a minute, Mira, <laughs> Mira, you're a dragon boy. Mira would only be 6'1". Mira's 6'5". Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Mira, you're number the competition. When, when, you, extend, when you extend your like, Dilophosaurus um, uh, headpiece, <laughs> um, you can extend it a bit further. Um, or if you tilt your horns in the right way. Uh, yeah, so yeah, probably you are the tallest in that case, um, Emmerich. It sounds like you're the tallest. Yes. Great. With that little bit of uh, that little bit of dick measuring uh, completed, uh, don't actually measure your dicks, please. Um, oh, who? No, thank I you. Will, I pulled up. I, will... I pulled up myself on the uh, use of the f word before. I was going to drop him. Like, oh shit. No, you can drop him. It's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Drop it. Drop it like it's hot. Um, I don't like care it. if you fucking swear. Um, Whoa. So, uh, Mira, you were I heading to the apothecary. Pull who else? On the chain. Okay, is anyone else accompanying you to the apothecary just out of interest? Uh, no, that's for lo- no. that's for nerds. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get the uh, the horse and cart. <laughs> horse and cart, perfect. In that case, um, Emric, what would you like to do? Just so that I know. Where um. Well, I guess like if he's going to get the horse and cart, and you, I might just like go and talk to some of the other guildies out and about. Yeah, you you probably recognise some friendly faces there. I'm, I mean, you even though you are a bit of an asshole. Um, <laughs> Clearly, you do you do have a bit of charisma about you. Um, you would recommend uh, Sargon Sladek, a male dragonborn who you know quite well, um, a bronze dragonborn um, who is talking to um, Larzekiel, who is a, a dark elf. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. And Wiltix, what would you like to do? Oh, look, I'm just going to uh, slowly head on down to uh, where the horse and cart are. I'm uh, perfect. So you can uh, you can accompany Azula. Alrighty, let's do Mira and the Apothecary first then. Um, so, Mira, yeah, you, you pull on the rope. Um, you hear a very faint jingle coming from inside of a bell sort of tinkling. And then silence for a few moments. And then you hear a jar fall over. That's what that noise was just then. Um, <laughs> and you hear this voice going, Yes, what is it? What? And a pink head of hair pokes out from the box, the hole in the wall, the box, and you see it slowly rotate and look up at you. My you're a big one. What do you want? Tiffany, hello. How are you? Yes, dragon. What? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to know how your day's been. Yeah, very busy. You want a potion? I do, I do. I would like two, two health potions. That'd be a hundred gold. Yes. Uh, she she very impatiently holds out her hands. You pass over the bag of gold that you've just been given. She snatches it from your hands and disappears. You hear cluttering, crashing, uh, before you hear a sort of a small voice call out, "Shit!" And then you hear this another crash. Uh, the sound of things Is being moved around. Yeah. Everything all right back there? There's no response. Uh, it doesn't seem she can hear you over the sound of the cacophony that she herself is creating inside her place. After a few more moments, 
a hand emerges holding um, a little pouch that contains two vials of red liquid um, with the guild stamp on them and then the um, large embroidered T for Tiffany. Here you go. Take him, take him, take him, take him. Embroidery is beautiful as always, Tiffany. Yes, of course it is. I did it myself, yes. Lovely. Lovely. Good investment. Yes. Thank you, Mira. Goodbye. And she slams down the the grate. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You've you've encountered Tiffany before. She, If you catch her on a good day, she knows your name. If you catch her on a bad day, she throws potions at you to see what they do. Oh, (laughs) lovely. (laughs) Mira's not really ruffled by this display, so she just... From the sounds of it, it sounds like you'd probably have a pretty good relationship with um, Tiffany. You don't ask stupid questions. You just say what you want and you give her the gold for it. So I'd say that you probably have a pretty good relationship with uh, with Tiffany. Friend. Friend. <laughs> you can write down that in your big book of friends. Um, let's jump to... I do to... have a big book of friends. <laughs> you do. Let's jump to... Now, hang on. Isn't that your death note? Uh, let's jump to Emmerich. <laughs> um, as, you, yeah, as you walk back into the, the common room... Uh, you see those two adventurers that you recognize um, that I said before, um, Sargon and Lars. Um, Sargon, uh, um, I'll just describe them a little bit for you just so you get an idea of what they look like. Sargon uh, has bronze scales, narrow blue eyes, and a distinctive scar on his arm in the shape of a crescent moon. Um, he's wearing simple robes, and he has a, a large dagger um, strapped to his back. You can also see Lars, the dark elf, um, long white hair, um, deep purple eyes, and that light purple skin. Um, wearing this sort of chitinous armor uh, that you recognize as being of, of drow design, and he wields um, two spears strapped to his back in an X shape. Um, and they're both talking quite animatedly about um, who had killed the most giant crabs uh, along the coastline, the Shattered Coast. What? Okay. Yep, cool, cool, cool. Um, where, where, what is the town that we're going again? Uh, Green Nest. You remember the name is Green Nest. Green Nest. Cool, mm. cool. Alright. So, um, as I approach them, what are they what are they muttering right now? Yes, yeah, so you can hear Sargon um, going. Clearly it was I who slew far more. My fists moved faster than light. I cracked their skulls and shells. I was like some sort of mantis shrimp with my punches. Uh, and Lars goes No, no, no. Clearly, when I skewered them into a large kebab, that was the moment where I slayed the most crabs. <laughs> and that's what you—that's what you hear as they as you, as you approach. Boys, what's uh, what's the competition here? Ah, Emric, hello. We're discussing who slew the most crabs most recently on our journey. Uh, clearly, it was I. Um, and Lars sort of looks over and goes. <sighs> Emmerich, maybe, but I'm sure it was I instead. Well, don't worry about that little, uh, little shindig. I've got something potentially a bit more uh, uh, thrilling, I guess you could say. Have you guys heard of uh, Green Nest? Green Nest, um, small town, I think. Well, apparently there's uh, something going on over there, and I, me, Emric, uh, have been chosen to go and uh, investigate it quickly. They chose the very best of the guild. Sorry, friends. Lars sort of cocks an eyebrow as he, as he looks at you with his piercing purple eyes and goes, 
greenness. There was a rumor about uh, some masked figures there, if I remember correctly. Oh, is that the only uh, substance you've got to that rumor there, friend? Well, people say that there is a cult active across O'Shea. A group of people committed to bringing back some ancient evil. Well, I don't know what don't know what type of ancient evil that could be, but all I know is that I'll uh, smite it down, whoever it is. Quite. I'm very sure you will. Yes, of course you will. You're a brave and... Well, you're a bit of an asshole, but you're a brave warrior nonetheless. Your sword well, skills no, speak for themselves. I, I don't, you know, I don't really think I'm an asshole. Maybe <laughs> a little bit, but like... No, 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 you call your best friends assholes, but when someone's really being a bit of a shit, they're just a bit of a shit. So if you like them, you call them a total asshole. If you don't like them, you call them a bit of an asshole. And you, sir, you're a total fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 yeah, what, what's your name again? I forget. Uh, Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, I asked this in person. Oh, in character. Uh, <laughs> I give him a cheeky, cheeky grin, though. No, okay. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for this, because you're having a conversation with him and talking to him. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, Sargon, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll leave you little virgins off here. I'm going to go and uh, conquer some ancient evils and all that. As you say that, Lars actually snorts into his drink a little bit. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you virgins there, and his, friends. And his cheeks go sort of a darker purple. Yeah. Are you alright there? I start poking him <laughs> in cheeks. Yes, stop What's it, stop going it. On here? I'm fine. What, don't touch me. Don't, no, don't, don't touch me. I'm fine. Oh, I obviously poked a nerve there. I'm sorry. Are you, you alright? Do, Do you want me to poke I, a nerve with my spears? Him, I offer him a tissue. Oh, nice. Are you, are you okay? Like, not a tissue. I would offer him my. It's probably tissue. a hanky. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably more of a hanky, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The old tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handkerchief is a little bit dirty. Okay. Um, not like. It's like maybe like a little dirty, a little brown. Like maybe it's like a little flick of blood. Uh, he he takes it. Um, he, Whoa! He, he, he lifts it out of your hands. He then mutters something under his breath and, and wiggles his fingers, and you watch as this purple magic swirls around and cleans the handkerchief perfectly. Um, oh, it's probably good. That's not even mine. I got that off a of bandit. <laughs> he, he raises he raises that same eyebrow at you again and goes, "Quiet. You can have yeah. it back now. I didn't want it. It was Look, just so I disgusting." Don't know about it, but I think he might have been. I think he might have been a leper or something. Enjoy that. Uh, he drops that on the ground straight away. <laughs> it just falls well, through his fingers. It's been good to see you guys. It's always good. Next time, um, I look forward to some uh, good old uh, crab on the barbecue, eh? We should spar. The... We should spar next time you're here. I haven't fought anyone in a very long time. Bloody Lars won't fight me anymore. It's only because it's no contest you won't let me use magic, so what hope have I got? Well, that's all right there, friend. I can, uh, I'll definitely... Let's have a bit of a shindig, a bit of a throwdown. It'll be fun. I'd love that. I'll meet you in the Colosseum when you get back from this adventure to Green Nest or whatever it's called. Yeah, let's put let's put gold on it, hey? You put ten, I'll put five. He sort of opens up his hands, looks at his fingers, like counts under his breath at one, two, four. Uh, and yes, that seems there, fair. Right? 
Okay. Yes, of course. Let's do it. <laughs> good. That's good to hear, my friend. Well, uh, I'll see you later on. I've got to go. This important, you know, mission stuff. Hero and all. Yes, <laughs> uh, level nail. one. Level one. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. And let's jump over to Azua and Wiltix. Uh, as you guys walk down the narrow corridor and then across the steps leading down towards the stables, you can see, yeah, again, the Adventurer's uh, Lodge bustling with activity as, as people move about. Uh, various adventuring teams, clients, uh, prospective clients coming in, delivering missives. Uh, and you can see that members of the Arakokra Messenger Guild um, are constantly flying into the top tower with missives from across the continents and uh, the, any, anything that needs to be sent very urgently or to one of the sky cities or to one of the uh, floating cities is sent via the Arakokra Messengers. Um, the beautiful blue and green tabard of the Adventurers League hangs from the walls as you pass out to the uh, outer uh, courtyard and you see towards the right is the very well-made stables um, and sitting on a barrel while a number of stable hands um, most of them young uh, boys and girls various races um, you see a halfling with a large portly belly smoking a long pipe and blowing uh, little smoke rings across as he watches them work, um, and you would recognise this as the stable master. Ah, uh, good day, stable master. Oi, how can I help you? Uh, the name. The name is Azure. <laughs> uh, what's your name, sir? Oh gosh, I've just lost my names. Ah, Rory. No, I'm fine. I've got it. Here we go. Uh, Rory. Don't think we've had the pleasure. Nice to meet you. I actually missed what you said. <laughs> uh, With all the hustle and bustle going on. Rory, it's uh, it's very nice to Rory. meet you. Ah, Rory, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, we're actually looking for a horse and cart for the Tempest Guild. Aye, and my, have you got your... friend here, Wiltix, and I, and uh, our other friends are um, heading out to town. Very important quest. Oh, very, very, very good to hear and seeing a man of your stature he nods towards you Wiltix good to see the equal heights representation amongst the uh, various missions <laughs> oh the very equal, equal opportunity guilds this one it's uh, you know got to uh, show the tall people how it's done that's right those cheeky tall buggers not enough oxygen up there for them to get proper uh, thinking done hey oh the oh, oxygen uh, is pure and crisp up here uh, he gives you a wink um, Wiltix <laughs> Rory gives you a bit of a win. <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. There's well below the eyesight of uh, of Azura. Uh, right. So, which one of you's uh, which one of you's got the missive and got the badge? Uh, so I've got the missive and the badge. Uh, I was hoping it was the little guy. Right. Well, horse drawn cart, is it? Uh, yes, good sir. Thank you. Did you want uh, riding ponies or the cart? It was the cart you said? All right. Okay. Well, we've got two in stock. Come with me, come with me. And he leads you around uh, towards the back half of the stables. Um, as he passes one of the young lads, he's like, Hey, get back to work! Uh, as the as the young lad is clearly loafing off behind a bale of hay. Um, with a little squeak, he hurries around and starts sweeping again. you got to keep a close eye on these uh, little bastards. Parents hand them over, thinking that they'll uh, learn some skills and maybe get to be adventurers, but I'll be honest, they're all fucking lazy as. And he, he leads you around the corner where? towards where two carts stand. You can see um, neither have a horse har uh, currently hitched. One of the carts looks to be very sturdily made, um, a nice wood. However, there are a number of arrows still peppering uh, its surface. 
The other cart is quite clean, quite brand new, but as you have a bit of a look at it, you can see that potentially it's been painted to make it look a bit nicer, but it doesn't look to be as well made as the uh, as the other cart. Right, what's your choice? What would you like to do? Well, Will Dix, what do you think? The, uh, the arrow spoon one seems like it's had some fun. Might have a few stories to tell us. What do you think? Oh, I agree. And, uh, hey, three arrows. Three arrows, I agree. <laughs> hey, uh, I like your attitude. You'll do very well. That's yours to take. Uh, have you got a horse or do you need one of those too? Uh, a horse would be good. Right. Durable. Durable, okay. Doesn't uh, so you go. One that can clop all day. Clop all day. <laughs> gives you it gives you sort of an interesting nod and goes, "What will the tall people say next?" To you, Wiltix. Um, he wanders over to a, a series of stables that are built into the wall. He sort of looks and goes, are you "Not midnight. She's a bit feisty today. Uh, could use with Amber. Amber would be a good horse for you." And he goes towards one of the stores at the end and opens it up to reveal a. Um, how to, how to describe a middle-aged horse? Uh, <laughs> um, it still looks long in a tooth. No, not not an old horse. Just um, well adventured. Um, one or two scars on the back flank. Um, nice sort of chestnut bay. Um, hair is is long and unbraided. Um, seems pretty placid as he as he takes her out of the pen and leads her over to the cart and hitches her up. Um, I've got enough food in there for a couple of days. Uh, just make sure you feed her. Look after her. Oh, thank you. Hey, not a problem. Just bring her back in good nick, and uh, there'll be nothing more to say about it. Ah, oh, thank you. Well, we'll take good care of her. Good, 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 good. Well, off you go. I've got work to be doing. And he sort of chuckles, then goes and sits down and starts smoking his pipe again. Ah, uh, well, Tix will uh, take the cart out and meet the others out front. True, I'll uh, drag myself up by the side of the cars. Oh, no, there's actually... The steps go all the way down to the ground. Oh, perfect. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to use the... There's uh, little points to grab onto and pull myself up. But, no, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a side step that actually lowers from underneath the cart. Um, there's a little crank that you can turn, and it lowers these steps down that allow you to climb up. <laughs> Rory, Rory gives you a wink as you sort of turn these steps. Yeah, he knows what it's about. All right, well, uh, head on up the steps, uh, fold them back up, and... Uh, yeah, let's get in, get going as well. Beautiful. I'd say by this point, um, Mira and Emmerich, was, unless there's anything else you want to do in the guild, I'd say roughly pretty equal time has passed and you would be just exiting the front steps as you see uh, Wiltix and Azua riding this cart just past the front steps towards the gate, the main entrance way of the guild. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Cool. Mira, anything else you wanted to do? Uh, as Mira's coming up towards the the um, cart uh, she has like a long list in her hands and she's like ticking off everything that we need for the adventure and she gets to the cart she always bumps into it she's too busy ticking things off okay perfect um, fantastic you guys load up in the cart and begin to head off I'd say by this point it is only about lunchtime um, oh, cool. yeah it's, it's only because you guys um, had a good night's sleep at the guild after your last adventures <laughs> Um, you've woken up, had a bit of a slow start to the morning, a bit of a relaxing morning, been given these tasks, and now you're heading off. So yeah, probably just even just before lunchtime. Uh, as you head through the bustling city of Oxenfurt, you can see all manner of merchants, traders moving about, the occasional wizard or um, 
arcane, uh, or sorry, arcanist, uh, moving through the streets towards the Unseen University, the large academical institution on the hill, uh, which trains uh, witches and wizards, um, and all sorts of traders and adventurers. You can see that, that Oxenfurt, as, as the sort of main port city on the east coast of Oceania, um, very, very busy at all times, and the airship dock uh, above the ship dock on the coast has two large airships, um, just uh, one arriving, one departing uh, as you guys pass underneath. You can see these large airships moving through the sky very slowly, held aloft, um, one of them by a large blimp, and the other one by a rotating ring of golden light, which seems to hold the ship almost stationary in the sky as it moves, very precise movements. Um, yeah, you, you pass on through the town, through the main merchant districts, out through the second gates. Uh, the Oxenfurt guards uh, give you no more than a second glance as you pass through, uh, clearly wearing uh, the garb of adventurers with your badges. The cart itself is emblazoned with the guild symbol. You are given every courtesy as you pass through the city. Um, you pass the main gates and begin heading out down the road. Is there anything that you'd like to be doing on the journey? Uh, who's manning that? Like, who's um, the one that's taking the reins? Yeah, who's who's proficient? <laughs> who's proficient in land vehicles? Uh, well, I suppose that's me. Uh, perfect. <laughs> oh, you actually are. You are proficient. He in land is. Vehicle? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Oh, that's I, definitely. I, you I, I actually, I actually not. didn't realize. Part of the cartographer um, role yeah. is he is proficient uh, in land vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose I will. Uh... So, did you just ask who's driving the car? And you're right. You're driving the car. Is that correct? I am. Yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew asked who was driving the car. I'm not an autopilot at the moment. We'll be fine. Yeah. And Andrew was asking who's driving the car. Azua has been driving the car for the last hour with no problems through yeah. the busy streets of Oxenford. <laughs> My character. I, I'm having an out of body. Cat, cat, sorry, I'm having an out of body character experience. Yeah. There's a moment <laughs> where like. Too hard. I'm going to take too hard. Yeah. Way too hard. Am I am I a butterfly dreaming I'm a man or a man dreaming I'm a butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, All right. So you're driving the cart, Azua. Good. I'm pleased someone. Is. I am driving <laughs> I, the cart. <laughs> I assumed it was you, but I probably should have checked that. Um, there uh, is room uh, inside I think the cart. Are... I was going to say, yeah. There's room on. inside the cart for um, four people. There are also um, the the top has been converted into a little platform that people can comfortably sit on as well. Um, otherwise, there's there's room for two up the front. What's Mira doing? Oh, I was just going to say that I think she would turn to um, Wiltix and just say, Wiltix, do you, what do we need to look out for around here in these parts? Uh, beasts? Enemies. Uh, all, all beasts. Just, you know, have to be aware. No, I, I, I'm not too uh, aware of these parts, I, I believe. Uh... Owen, would I know more about these parts? What uh, what creatures might be roaming the areas that we need to keep an eye out on? Given your class, um, I'd uh-huh. like you to make me a nature check with advantage. That's hey. oh, that's okay. So it did it, it did it for you? So you can see that it's given you the two because yeah, you've got so it set so it rolls twice anyway. So that's fine. So we'll take the fifteen. So that's perfect. Um, you know that common to these parts are the classic uh, woodland beasts, uh, wolves, bears um, are very, very common in this area. Monster-wise, you're probably looking at things like the occasional ogre. Um, goblins tend to have little tribes inside the woods. Now, not all goblins are 
evil murdering bastards. There are a number of goblins in the city who are completely civilized, really chill as, um, but there are obviously goblins who still are enslaved by the betrayer gods or still um, follow the teachings of the betrayer gods and, and are vicious murdering psychopaths. Uh, there oh, probably be, okay. you'd probably <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd know that there are some goblins uh, in this in these areas as well. Uh, more rarely, um, the occasional hill giant might wander down this way. It's very close to the city, but on the journey, you know that you're heading through um, down the main road. Yeah, the occasional hill giant. Um, they're the only giants left that are still around in the world, as far as you know. Um, outside of that, probably not too much more. Bandits, bandits are a classic danger on the road. Um, but that'd probably be the extent of it. Oh, perfect. Well, I'd just be saying, uh, the giants, just uh, look out for giants. You should hopefully see them coming, but uh, never know. They could be, uh, they could be crafty. So, yeah, How can giants hide? Oh, they, they have their ways. <laughs> that's a length of my knowledge. Uh, I, normally, when I see that's that much larger than me, I'm uh, I'm going the opposite direction. Well, uh, wait there, friend. Uh, what what do you actually uh, what do you say is a giant for you? What would you classify as a giant? That's a good question. That's all you. I'm six four. Um, so anything above six six, really. It's uh, no. <laughs> Next, uh, uh. When we're starting to get into those uh, double digits there, 10 feet and above, that's why I start uh, questioning. I don't want uh, anyone... Yeah, I, I'm... <laughs> I thought you might have been thinking giants were like four foot or something and, uh, and higher. Hey, 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 hey. hey. I'm three and a half Hey, whoa, whoa, I'm not, not trying All to right. be mean. So... Yeah, it's just an observation I made there, friend. Uh, well, I don't care for your observation, friend. Emmerich. <laughs> <laughs> Emmerich, how many times do I have to get out the tape measure and Mira will bring out the tape measure and just say, we've done this three times already. <laughs> Wait, is that a... Oh my god. Is that a giant over there? And I point. Uh, you as players can determine whether or not your character would fall for that. I, I know that I would not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I I'm just going to keep staying around. <laughs> <laughs> Just shakes their head. Are we, are we sitting inside the cart? Yeah, I think we'll all be sitting inside the cart. Yeah, you're yeah, welcome, you're welcome to sit inside the cart. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a little hatch in the roof that lets you climb up onto the onto the top section if you so desire um, at any point in the journey. Um, perfect. So we've got so we've got poor old Azua by himself driving the cart at the front, and then the three of you lounging in the back of this um, well-made, ah, well-cushioned. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cart. Sounds about right. Sounds sounds pretty fair, I reckon. Um, I reckon. Alrighty, so uh, you guys travel on following the main road south. Um, you pass the turnoff um, towards uh, one of the smaller towns uh, called Posted. You pass the turnoff towards that and continue heading south. Um, you travel for the next five, six hours, and as dusk approaches, you can still see, you, you still see that there is no. Um, sign of civilization yet you're now well and truly in the wilds um, it's a little bit further to Willwood which is the main city the main town on the way to Green Nest um, but to camp out for the night there is a tarpaulin tent built into the side of the cart which you can extend into a tent that is handy it is this handy. thing sounds like an RV <laughs> it is a little bit it's almost like it's almost like the Adventurers Guild are used to their adventurers needing shelter and things like that on their journeys was Weird. This is glamping. 
This is this is clamping level D and D. This is clamping <laughs> level D and D. We're we're not. You guys aren't scrubs. You're not, not gonna you're rough not, it. No. I mean, you're level one, but you're not scrubs. Um, okay. How how many we campaigns start with? How many campaigns start with like the main characters being like, oh, like uh, it's it's night time and it's raining. Like, did you bring a tent? No, I didn't bring a tent. Well, then you're gonna get wet and not get a long rest. Like that's just mean. <laughs> the adventurous girl don't work. <laughs> Hell yeah. What I'd like to know is for the evening. We have unions at the. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got a really strong union. Um, yeah. What I'd like to know for the evening: How are you organising um, protection for the evening? Did you want to stay on the main road? Did you want to move off the main road? Um, you can see that it is fairly uncovered in this area. Um, there's a small copse of trees off to the side. If you wanted to sort of seek sh- some extra shelter there. Um, what do you guys want to do? I hand this over to you now. Um, I feel like I, me personally, we would stick to the road, but like, just find an area off the road to camp. I was going to say, yeah, having have them yeah. just slightly off the road, just yep. within, yeah, I suppose, like Perfect. slightly sheltered, but not directly on the road. Awesome. And then my next question is, uh, what are you doing for the evening? <clears throat> um. In terms of, shall we make a make a campfire? I yeah. will start cooking. And Mira oh, we don't cook really need a campfire. Very I, um, badly. I, I take a, a stone that I find and I cast the light cantrip on it. Which makes it, it glow light. very bright. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, but that doesn't really deal with the whole heat problem. Is it cold? It, it uh, always gets pretty cold at night. <laughs> at the moment, you guys are pretty close to the equator. Um, it would get reasonably chilly overnight, down to um, sort of 12 to 13 degrees, but not freezing cold. Um, it's sort of heading into summer. Um, it's not going to get too cold overnight. If you had a bedroll, which all of you do as starting equipment, you'd probably be warm enough if, if you don't want to have a fire. If you want a fire for cooking, I think I heard... Uh, Mira says she was going to do some cooking. If you want a fire for cooking, absolutely, you're going to need it for cooking. Yeah, my guy probably likes to have a fire because he likes to feel pretty comfortable. He like, likes to feel warm and stuff. So he's going to go collect firewood um, to start a fire. Perfect. Shall we have a watch? Yeah, I'll take first watch. Yeah, I guess I've got a because I've got dark vision, so. Oh, that's another thing. I need a fire because I don't have dark vision. Neither. I mean, like the light cantrip is the thing, but it only lasts for so long. Um, so I'll go, I'll go collect firewood and I'll use my tinderbox to start a fire. Um, I'll take second watch. Okie dokie. And um, so we've got Azua. Did you say you're on first watch? Emmerich on second watch. Yep. And then who would like to take the third watch? I'll take the third watch. Okie dokie. Um, perfect. Uh, none of you are elves, so none of you get the, the ridiculous or no. warforged. Nope. So none of you get you the, sure? that's the, the the ridiculously <laughs> overpowered um, ability to just not sleep. We're quite <laughs> humanoid for the most part, except for, like the one dragon that's just lumbering around with us. <laughs> yeah, hey. very true. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you over to a map. So that we can, Whoa. so that we can, so that we can see where you guys are camping. So let me bring you over. Here we go. Ah, uh, hello. 
Oh, it's even a horse and cart. Oh yeah, there's a horse and so cart. Cool. So, um, <laughs> did you want to sort of set up in the in the road here, or did you want to sort of set up over here, or wherever yeah, you guys want to set up? I think over Actually, here, like that looks so much nicer over there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, you should have control of your characters. Yep. Um, oh, it's already all been pre-done. Pre I my know. Hands. It's almost like I've had some time doing this while I've been isolated. I'm not sure if <laughs> I could do mine, Owen. Um, how about now? Now I can. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Um, I know it doesn't look very nighttime on this map. Um. But it is, <laughs> as you guys it's said. It's all in the theater of the mind. Theater of the mind, uh, yeah. and also the fact that the cart has a headless body on it. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't look. Look, at I wasn't going to say anything. Don't look at it. Let me send that to the back so you guys don't have to worry about it. Um, alrighty. So first watch is Azua. Could I have mm -hmm. you please roll me? Actually, no. Sorry, Claire. You said you were making food. Mira, I can am. I get you to make me a? So the way that I'm going to work with these checks is that rather than have it be one skill. If you can negotiate for me which skill you think it should be, I'll let you make that skill check, and then you get to add your proficiency bonus. So, for example, for cooking, if you wanted to use your dexterity, you could say, oh, look, the way that I'm preparing this food, it's a, a very carefully prepared stew that needs to be cut and added. Uh, things need to be added at a very precise timing. It's more of a dexterity check. Or if you want to say the recipe is really complex, it's more of an intelligence check. So if you can, you tell me what you want the check to be and then justify it so that you guys can use toolkits a bit more easily. Okay, I think that Mira would probably try and do something she's read in a recipe book. Yeah. But having never had the time to cook before, mm -hmm. doesn't remember it very well. So it would be intelligence. Okay, I was going to say, if you wanted to use charisma, you could even focus on the plating up of the food and you could use your charisma, charisma score. She it's all about the presentation. probably do that. Okay, so it's yeah, all about the presentation. Would... No thought into the, the food itself, just how it looks at the end. Just a charisma check. Yeah, and then just add your proficiency, which would be a plus. Oh, you've already done it. Beautiful. Um, yeah, you do a pretty good job. 11 is above average. Um, what do you prepare? What sort of food are you looking to prepare? Probably just something really simple, um, like charred meats or bacon, stuff like that. Classic roadside fare. <laughs> yeah. The Adventurer's Pantry. Been, Bacon and meat. Yeah, she's been re reading up the Adventurer's Pantry. Yeah, yeah. Cookbook. <laughs> the, the, like the Skyrim Uncommon Taste cookbook. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, excellent. Alrighty. And she doesn't even burn it too much. No, too which much. is very impressive. <laughs> too much. She's unusual. Uh, as you guys head to sleep, Azua, could I have you please roll a perception check for the evening? Now, do you have mm -hmm. dark vision? Yes, 60 feet. Then you get to make this check as is. Whoa. Oh, he's back. 22. <laughs> um, the context to that, he's back. Um, Andrew, as a player, uh, for perception checks, very rarely rolls below a 20. Um, this <laughs> right. Now that I've said that, I've probably ruined it for you. And you will now <laughs> consistently ro roll below a 20. Now roll, roll 10. <laughs> yeah, but um, one of his characters, I don't think you rolled below 20 the entire no, campaign. Never, never rolled below. Yeah, I just gave up after a while even asking for perception checks. <laughs> it was just easier for me. Uh, perfect, yes. Yeah, so the rest of you enjoy, uh, start your, your long rest. Um, Azua, as you look out across the peaceful fields and the, uh, over the, the small copse of trees, you can see the twin moons rising in the sky. Um, 
sort of slowly rising overhead, uh, the smaller Phoebe being chased uh, by the larger moon. You look around, you hear the wind rustling in the trees. You can hear small animals moving. Uh, you see bats and owls. Uh, you don't hear the owls, but you do see them sort of flying overhead as they pass through beams of moonlight. And above you, the stars and constellations twist and turn. Your watch passes without incident. Next up was Emric. Could I have you please roll a perception check? And you... Did you want to keep the fire going, by the way? I do have a fire. Alrighty, then you get to make this check as is. So, it's only plus one, so it's not crazy. Yeah! Uh, Nine, okay. Even with the fire behind you, you're having a little bit of trouble keeping watch on things further away than the, the circle of if firelight. I'm, if I'm being honest, this probably explains the nine. Emmerich would probably be lounging around. Okay, yep. So it's less that you're it's less that you can't see, it's more that you're just not willing to because you're too lazy. He's willing, but like he's just more than he should be. That just explains the nine, I guess. Perfect. Um, you're very lucky I rolled uh, no encounter for this evening. <laughs> um, indeed, as you as you look around again, um, not really paying much attention to your surroundings, more just daydreaming, or, or I should say drifting off at night, night dreaming, um, just regular dreaming, really. Um, so not uh, really. turn on watches that they get now, like after mine? Uh, I believe after you it was Wiltix? Wiltix. Yes, it's me. Oh, I, go up, I go up to Wiltix and I yeah. like... Start poking him. Okay. Oh, uh, Emmerich, you're a dick. Wiltix. <laughs> what? Wiltix. What? What's your watch? I don't think it is yet. No, 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 it is. I'm pretty sure it's still your watch. No, no, literally two hours up. Come on, get up, precious. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, you start feeling something else a bit harder. Start start probing you in the back. I'm sorry, what? Oh, it's my helmet. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's blunted my helmet. Just thought I'd jump in and just quickly interrupt where that was going in oh, case it was. Know, that's fine. I, I honestly, when I said it, I knew what I was doing. I wanted to make it seem like that's what everyone thought it was. It's not. I'm not that. I'm not that type of person. That player, but. I will cut this if I need to. <laughs> you feel his hard wooden shaft press up against your back. <laughs> <laughs> of his halberd. Of his halberd. You guys are sick. You guys are sick. Uh, fine. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get up. Yep. And he, as he gets up and looks at me, I'm pulling this like weird, creepy face. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> Just like on purpose. Okay. Like, Oh, what's up, little ticks? Did you have a good sleep? Oh, <laughs> look, not too bad. Got woken up pretty badly. Though. Oh, I'm not really interested. I'm going to go to sleep. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emmerich, whenever you're around, I feel like I have to be on watch while you're Love on. you too, friend. Love you <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, sure, mate. It's okay. good. Yeah, companionship. <laughs> Buddy. Go to sleep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give a punch on the arm. Just like a cheeky one. Not really hard. It probably moves me like a foot, but like... <laughs> At this yeah. point, I'd say I'd say that the conversation's gone on for a little bit of time. Mira and Azua, you're not fully woken up, um, but you are finding yourselves being roused from your sleep as these two bicker and banter in the corner. 
I kind of just going through a meditative state and just kind of have a small smile and a bit of a chuckle. Ah. Roll back over. Quality banter. Yeah. I just roll on from my silver side onto my red side. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All That's right. good. Well, with that, I think I will uh, retire my knapsack. Fantastic. My bedroll. In that case, Wiltix, it's all on you. Can I please have a perception check? Are you climbing on top of the cart? Uh, I'm climbing on top of the cart. Fantastic. 19. Uh, oh, by the way, sorry, I didn't specify this, but I probably don't trust the cart so much, and I'll probably prop myself up against a tree. Okay. Um, let me roll and see if you guys have an encounter. Holy shit, that's nice. Good perception. Okay. Um, it's a shame that nat 20 doesn't count because yeah, I was going to say, I, uh, <laughs> it's a real shame. I that wasn't... To be hit twice, but, uh... Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. Um, Wiltix, you do spot coming from down the road. Um, very hushed. You, you hear before you spot it. You hear hushed voices. No, mate. No, no. You, 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 there's a car there. Come on. We 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 could totally take that right now. Look, they're all fucking sleeping. Um. I'm not so sure that's a good idea. I don't think we should be getting involved in this. Uh, and then you see uh, glinting off uh, weapons that they are holding. You see some figures uh, half in shadow as they move down, occasionally sort of popping up through the moonlight, uh, coming from down towards the south. And I will pull them up down there. There we go. Oh. There we go. Can you see that now? Can I? Can I see it? Down the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, so what I'll be doing is, is uh, I'd be well. First thing I like to do is use my lovely little minor illusion cantrip, and uh, I'd like to make a an illusion of a guard dog. Okay. So uh, your minor illusion, I think it's a five foot. Yeah, it's five foot. Uh, five foot. Yeah. Yep. Sort of Fantastic. Um, absolutely, and so you're, you're, it's not going to be able to make any noise, but you can definitely. No, no, make no, no. It's only an image. Yeah, you can definitely make the illusion of a guard dog. Where do you want to put the illusion of a guard dog? Uh, I want to put the illusion of the guard dog, depending on what the range is, but somewhere around feet, I think it is. So if you want to put so, it there, you can do it. I think. Yeah, like in between the two trees there, like just. To, Here we go. About about there. Hang on, sorry, you can't see that. About there. Out there, that is perfect. Um, oh, what is that? It looks there so we go. Weird. That's a bit. <laughs> the scale's is that a not. German it is. Yeah, the Love. scale's not quite right. <laughs> um, perfect. And then uh, once I've done that, I'm just going to jump off the car and uh, I'm going to kick Emmerich and <laughs> uh, nice. Let's uh, and then try and uh, signal to the other two that uh, we may have some visitors. So I sort of, as I am aroused from sleep. By the way, my I sleep with my helmet. I always hold on to it. Um, In your helmet? Oh, I'd be, I like, always sleep with I'm my helmet. <laughs> Give and then, um, as I'm aroused from sleep, I go, Oh, no, no, don't don't kick me, Mum. <laughs> Get up, Eric. The clowns, what? The clowns are down the road. <laughs> what's going on? What, what's going on? I think we have some visitors. Oh, do we? Oh, I've been oh. waiting for this. This is going to be good fun. I get up, helmet in hand. 
Is everyone else awake? I'm just going to run it. Mirror and Azul I, as well. I'm up. I, uh, yeah. I've, I've heard what's going on. And, uh, Alrighty. In I that rise. case... Stick my head out the, out the wagon. In that case, I will get you to all roll initiative. Just so that it we can figure out... doesn't mean we're in combat. doesn't mean we're in combat. <laughs> <laughs> These guys have heard my thing before. Initiative's not just for combat. So if you click on your token when you roll oh, initiative, fuck. it will actually immediately place it in the turn oh, order no. for me. No! Alrighty. Oh, I did it too fast. That's okay. Sorry, so next, was... That's a good. So next time you guys roll initiative, just make sure you click on your token first, and then oh, okay. um, yeah. it'll, it'll oh, automatically... No, that's okay. There we go. Let me add you. Right? So we've got right. Emmerich. Oh, no, Emmerich. <laughs> Hell oh, no. yeah. So my guy's on high decks, because like, I already have to worry about charisma, constitution, and strength as a paladin, so the decks is just flat, and the intelligence and wisdom and neg ones. The charisma's only plus two, so it's not super crazy, because I've I've went more for the strength of const. Alrighty, we got bandit one, oh. bandit two. Alright. Can you see this? You can see them. Bandit three. And my favorite, bandit four. Um, <laughs> my personal friend. What's wrong with one, two, and three? Why is it four that's like the one that, like, is your favorite? That's not fair. Um... I feel sorry for one, two, and three. I don't know. Uh, can you guys see their names and everything like that? No. Oh, no let me try reloading that. How about now? Nope. Uh, can you see your names, or is it just the tokens that you can see? I can only see my name. <laughs> oh, let me let me see what's going on there. <laughs> um. Ah, oh, there we go. How about now? Um, I can see. Oh, yeah. And a one. On the turn order that they've been put in. Perfect. Yes. I will quickly update this now. So that was. I can't see it on the map though, but I can see it on the turn order. Yeah, that was that was my bad. I I did not do this a hundred percent correctly. Bear with me. It's our first time. We're all still learning. Mostly me. I think we'll be saying that in twenty years. <laughs> this, isn't the, this isn't the first time we've played on a uh, roll twenty though, Owen. Shush. <laughs> all right. How about now? Can you see all the names? Yes, you can. The audience don't know that though, so let's not let's not ruin the, the idea that I'm perfect. The reveal of name Bandit Four. Oh wait, yeah. sorry. I want it to yeah. be Anazur. Uh, what was your initiative? Uh, why can't we say oh, seventeen? Is everyone else's initiative correct? Yeah. Perfect. In that case, I'm going to order it by descending, yep. and we are going to have some goddamn battle music. But wait, I just thought you said initiative isn't doesn't necessarily mean it's a battle. No, but I feel like I want to have some more exciting music, not just like some <laughs> some quiet, like ambient night noises. We're getting into getting into some good stuff. Ooh, getting into some. Okay, what would you guys like to do? Um, we'll start off with the bandits down the bottom here. So this one's going to move five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. They don't know that you've seen them yet, and they haven't spotted you guys. Uh, he'll actually move his full five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Move his full turn, moving up there. Azua, you are the next to act. Um, <clears throat> <sighs> Sorry, um, what do I do? Uh, Azua's too serene for this. It's <laughs> 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 just like, ah. <sighs> uh, I'm going to prepare. I kind of whip out my quarterstaff and hold it in preparation. Um, if they make an attack against us mm -hmm. uh i am ready an attack okay i'll hold my action perfect amundo 
next up is Mira. Mira will, um, you see flames kind of spring from each of her fingers on the red side, and on the silver side, little bits of frost appear. She combines them, melts the frost, and creates a fog cloud that spreads out in a 20 diameter radius. Okay. Uh, oh, you can so probably put your own aura on, actually, from where you want it to be. Is it from it's you? Around. Oh, yeah. I'm centering it on me because I think that should cover everyone. Alrighty. At the heart. I actually have something for fog cloud. Ooh. Here we go. So 20 foot, you said? Five, ten. Mm-hmm. Radius. And it's a circle. Oh, this is very hard to see. Why don't I put... How about now? Oh, gosh, that's way too big. I see blue. You can see the blue. Can you see the yellow? Blue is easier to see. How about now? I can't see anything. I can't see anything. Oh, there it is. There we go. That's always easy to do. Perfect. All right. Um... So that's your fog cloud that covers you guys completely. Very, very nice. And and it just leaves the dog out of range as well, which I love. The illusion of the dog. Anything else in your turn, Mira? I just go very quiet. Okie dokie. Do you want to, Yeah, do you want to make me a stealth check? Yes. Oh! Five. Okay, <laughs> I have a fog cloud. Which... And that's plus two. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's... Okie dokie. Oh, well. <laughs> um, you watch as Mira concentrates, <laughs> pulls the ice crystals and the fire and generates this fog cloud. But as she does so, um, turns to sort of cast the magic and hits her hand on the cart, making a loud knocking noise. As she sort of turns back to see what she's hit, her tail hits against the wheel, making another loud knocking noise huh. that echoes across the uh, across the glade. And it followed up by, ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> perfect. So, Fogcloud, is that... Uh, what's the condition? Is it blind if you're in it, or is it just difficult to see through? Tell me a little bit more. Uh, so, 20 foot, 20 foot radius sphere of fog centered yep. on the point. Uh, it's heavily obscured. Heavily obscured. Perfect. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, okie dokie. And cannot be dispersed until yeah. wind. Until some wind. Okay. Yeah, to wind. Right. Normal meteorological events. Sand at number three is going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and see the dock. Um, I'm going to make a perception check for them, side to see if they can spot what it is. Is it... Um, do they have to make, is it perception or an investigation check to see through the illusion? Oh, I believe it will say. Actually, yeah, there is actually a thing that it says. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, Casting time motion, components. Uh, if a creature uses this action to examine yeah. the sound or image, the creature huh? can determine that it is an illusion with this successful intelligence Thank investigation you, check against your spell save DC. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, that's a natural 20. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it sees through the illusion. Uh, <laughs> The bandit sort of looks, squints as it looks at this sort of non-moving image of a dog that just sits very patiently on the edge of the fog cloud. Squints first. That's not real. It's an illusion. And he calls back to those. Hey, it's just, it's not real. It's not a real dog. I thought it was a dog, but it's not. Um, that's his action. He doesn't have anything he can do for his bonus action, so he won't. Uh, he won't do it. Next up is bandit number two. 
who, hearing his friend call out, it's, a, it's an illusion, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, he's going to come up to here, um, and he is going to um, try and see if he can see inside uh, the area. So, obscured area. Creature effectively suffers from the blinded condition when trying to see something in that area. So you guys are all effectively blind. These guys are all effectively blind. Um, he can't, Hell yeah! He can't see in there. Um, and I don't think he's willing to go in. So... He's going to make... He's just going to shoot a crossbow just in there um, with disadvantage, and that's going to be against... Uh, it'd probably be Azua, because you're in front of Azua, so that's going to be a light crossbow attack with disadvantage. So that's a 10 to hit you. I think that misses, doesn't it? That, that misses. Perfect. Uh, next up in the issue order is Bandit Numero Uno. Well, in, <coughs> in that case, Owen, yeah. considering that they've... Uh, I've yes, your held action will go off yeah, as, as you sort of... Although you don't see it, you just hear this... <laughs> As something goes past you. Um, but I would say that's enough to trigger your, your held action. Um, please, lay it on me. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to throw... Actually, no, I would have disadvantage. If you I do, because you can't see them either while you're in the area of the fog. Uh, right, okay. Um, oh, I want to leave the barrier. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my action. Okie dokie. So you, you'll continue holding your action. Uh, yeah. Wiltix, what would you like to do? Oh, look, my uh, my original idea, and I don't know that they, they're they not sure if it really is a guard dog or not, was uh, I'm going to go right next to the tree line there. Yep. And uh, I'm going to ready my rapier, and I'm going to uh, put on my best performance of uh, a dog barking. Okay, make make me a performance uh, check. Make me a performance check. That's oh, amazing. Simon, and then I, I need you. you. I need you to actually do it for me as well. Twelve's not too bad. Twelve's not too bad. Um, let me quickly roll to see if they see through it. Um, but I'm going so to they give think them it's an illusion. One dude thinks it's an illusion. Uh, so I'm going to roll. I was going to give them. So if they hadn't seen through the illusion, I was going to give them disadvantage because they have seen through the illusion. I'm just going to do a flat roll just to see if they can see through it. Actually, this is just going to be a flat intelligence check. I reckon, because you're barking like a dog. There's the image of the dog. Yeah, let's do a flat intelligence check. That's a natural one for that one. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. You ready? I did not roll above a 12. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, as they hear the dog barking, one of the, the one who's sort of just rushed up, uh, this one here who rushed up, the one with the sword, goes, What are you talking about? It's clearly a dog. I can hear it barking. Um, fantastic. <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, very nice. Did you want to um, to move the illusion on your turn? Um, well, yeah. At the moment, I imagine that the, the guard dog would have just been sitting at the edge. But yeah. now that there's some people there, I would have moved him maybe oh, maybe forward five feet, just uh, a little bit towards them. Okay. Just move out there. It's, it's annoying yeah. that the scale means I can't shrink him down without him looking really weird. Errors of roll 20. Uh, perfect. Alrighty, very nice. Anything else on your turn? Uh, uh, anything else on your turn, Biltix? Uh, look, there's not much else I'd like to do aside from prepare my sword in case one comes, uh, yeah, close to me. Cool, cool, cool. So, Emmerich, it's on to you. Um, so, I'm just going to send a quick picture through Discord because this is what 
Emmerich sort of looks like when combat sort of starts get gets going. He like, yeah, he on his face. <laughs> so he for, pretty, he's very pumped up. For podcast viewers and YouTube watchers, our entire audience who can't see our Discord, um, would you like to describe <laughs> what that image is? So basically, like I, like I said before, like a devilish grin sort of crosses his face. He gets like this almost like glee, sort of. He gets gleeful, I guess. He gets very uh, excited for the battle that's about to commence. Um, but for yeah, so pretty much for now, he's gonna just use the element of surprise though, because he's not super dumb. <laughs> he's not the brightest in the, in, I'll admit, but he's gonna stay in the tree line just on the very edge of the fog. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna ready in action. Basically, anything that enters his ten foot reach, because he has um, hellbird. Yep. He'll, he'll smite him down. Perfect. Uh, which leaves us with Bandit number four, who's going to... Uh, he actually hadn't seen the dog when he moved up. They've alerted him to the dog. It's now barking. He failed the check. Um, he's going to rush the dog. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> and he's going to attack the illusion. Um, you know what? He's a cunt. No one should kill dogs. <laughs> <laughs> actually, sorry, no. This, wow. is, this is the bowman. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I will beat that. Um, he, he lowers his bow and fires an arrow straight through the space where the dog is. There's a moment as if you could see his face, you'd see confusion move across it. This sort of young village boy, blonde hair, um, terrible done tattoos, clearly like a new bandit. Um, Very confused, not very able with the bow as the arrow just goes straight through the dog. Seems very confused and looks back at his comrades and goes, well, pretty sure I hit it. Um, that's his full turn. Uh, Azua, we're back up to you. <laughs> so good. Uh, Man, Minor Illusion just amazing. It's really good. Oh, <laughs> love it. Uh, I'm going to move outside the outside the cover of the fog, mm-hmm. um, but maintain Ooh. cover. Behind the tree, yeah, so you have partial cover. The first one um, to step out. I'm going to throw a javelin, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to cast a light cantrip on the javelin. Yeah, and then <laughs> launch it at um, at this guy. Nice. Okay. Uh, why did that not work? Oh, that didn't come up. Oh. That's okay. You can oh, just... hang on. There, 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 there we go. There we go. Oh, nat 20. Which one was it? Sorry. <laughs> uh, the middle one. This one here? Yeah. Alrighty. Um, so the way nat 20s work is that we're doing the maximum damage. Um, so you, your full roll is a, is a d6. So that's a d6 plus 4, which is what you roll, which is 10. And then plus 2 is your damage. Um... So that's 12 damage as you basically shoot this guy. Um, uh, how, how do you my, want to do this? My idea of, my idea oh. of how... I don't want to kill him. Okay. I don't want to, No non-mortal damage. Okay. I'm imagining that I've put the light at the end of the of the javelin. Yep. So it blinds them as it comes at him. Okay. And I kind of hover above the ground slightly as I... Very nice. Um, but I want to... I want to Put him out of action, but don't kill him. Alrighty. Uh, so as Azua 
sort of jumps and throws this javelin. There's a moment where this golden light sort of flies from his hand into the javelin and the javelin then leaves his hand. And just for a moment, you sort of see almost the shadow of what could almost be wings behind him, except none of you can see that because all of you are in fog. Um, the javelin shoots towards through the uh, minor illusion of the dog. Um, it appears this light on the end of this long pole arm shoots towards him. As he puts his hand up to defend himself, the javelin goes straight through his hand into the shoulder and he drops to the ground unconscious, bleeding heavily uh, and in quite a bit of trouble. Wow, that was uh, that was heavy damage. Um, anything else in your turn, Azua? Uh, I technically get a bonus action. It was a you do have a bonus action. Unarmed strike, but I will hold my. What I, what I'll say Actually, is that because normally casting the light cantrip is an action. Um, oh yeah, that's true. What so, I'll let you yeah, do is I will point. let you do this as a bonus action because it's really cool. Yeah, I, think I think that's actually a pretty good trade. <laughs> because it's because, because yeah, it's rule cool. Of cool. The rule yeah, of cool. Throwing the javelin and the light cantrip both are like an action each. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. happy I'm happy to let you to do that as a as a bonus action as as your holy energy empowers this javelin, uh, and you oh, break you. the laws of magic just for a moment. Um, um, did you want to move any further? Uh, or are you happy there? Uh, I'm happy. I actually might step back into the fog. Yeah, you can. You can. If you don't want to go the full way in, you can just take one step back and then be partially obscured. Yeah. You don't have to be completely obscured. Perfect. Mira. All right. Mira will come forward. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty. And it's good because Whoops. now five, twenty. We can, we can both see now. Yeah. This is light. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Mira will come as close to that and taking her cue from Wiltix uh, after seeing the javelin incident. Well, uh, she would have only seen like a streak of light, potentially. Probably not anything. You probably heard, uh, heard more than you saw this sort of... Yeah, um, this, this magical sort of moment of almost like a... As this power was put into the javelin and then the... As the javelin carves through the man's hand and then into his shoulder. Perfect. Um, so Mira will... Uh, peek out and say, uh, leave this place. Yep. Leave this to the spirits who dwell here. Oh, very nice. She Would you like to try. make me a, I'm assuming you're going for an intimidation check or a... Yeah. Absolutely. Or you persuasion. Can, you can make that bad boy with advantage. They've just seen one of their men go Ooh. down. Um, there's a ghost dog and there's spooky yep. fog. Um, yeah, ghost dog, spooky Ooh. fog. Yeah, 22. <laughs> Let's just see. I'll just roll really quickly. Oh, double 22s. That's no. Really good. no. The, I rolled uh, one natural one. I rolled a three. I rolled a 17 was my highest, and that's nowhere near. Um, yeah, the these guys, this one here, sort of seeing what's going on, goes, no amount of money's worth this. And he's going to use his movement just to take off this way. Nope going to sprint off that way using 60 feet um this one here same story 5 10 15 20 it's going to sprint off that way running off into the darkness um this one here because he did not fail by five or more isn't going to run away but you can tell that he's incredibly intimidated uh sorry she is incredibly intimidated this is a female um yeah she's half elf she looks pretty pretty terrified um what would you like to do mira that was i'd say that's probably even just a a free action just shouting out that all right in that case i will uh 
Uh, I'll hold uh, Frostbite, uh, my uh, spell, mm-hmm. if they attack us. Alrighty. Bandit number three. She is going to... Uh, she watches as her comrade falls and goes, Jocelyn, no! Uh, she rushes over. She is going to try and make a medicine check to see if she can... Oh. She, As far as she's aware... He's just taken a javelin directly to his hand and chest. Uh, oh, natural twenty on the uh, on the medicine check for a total of twenty one. Um, recruit that bandit. Recruit that bandit, everybody. There's your healer. Um, she because he was only unconscious. She brings him back to one HP. That's her action. She is then going to move. Uh, she's going to tell him. We need to get out of here. Go, go, go. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Um, on his turn, he's going to stand up using half his movement. He's going to pull the javelin out of his hand and his shoulder. And then he's got 5, 10, 15, and then he's got his full movement, 5, 10, 15, 25, 30, as he goes to run away. Uh, Wiltix, you may absolutely chase these fuckers down if you so desire. Oh, my dog will start running after them. Nice. <laughs> how far, how far uh, can you move the minor illusion? Um, 30 feet, uh, so you can get to 30 feet, feet away yeah. from you. So that's that's actually pretty far. 5, 10, 15, 20. You can get it to about here. If you, <laughs> Chases them if down. you ran with it, if you ran with it in front of you, you could just keep... Yeah, you could move it 60 feet if you move 30 feet to like chase them down as this dog moves, and then like from 30 feet behind you here, <laughs> from the gnome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll I'll just uh, I'll just move to the thirty feet and uh, yeah, I'll yell out, "Death dog is coming for you!" Oh, nice. Okay. Death <laughs> yeah. dog. If they uh, if they weren't uh, running scared already, they would be absolutely after that. Um, Emmerich, I'll tell you what. What we can do, I will. I will pause initiative. Are you guys planning on chasing these guys down or letting them well, flee? Well, I was about to dash. Okay, beautiful. That's that's perfect. <laughs> Emmerich, it is your turn. So I'm gonna sort of sort of go on my haunches a bit and then just basically like just bounce off 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, uh, 60. I'll go there. Yep. Um, so there they're actually both in my range. Yeah, because you've got the reach with your polearm, with your halberta. Um, I don't think I can do anything else though. But use your action to dash, didn't you? They leave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Well, unless they, they use their away. action to disengage. Well, then that's up to them. But yeah. then, but then they're closer to me, so I'll probably eventually get them. That's Maybe very true. We'll find out. We'll see how it goes. I should have should have got a bigger battle map if you're going to chase these fuckers down, Azua. <laughs> Azua. <laughs> Andrew. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, what would you like to is. do? <clears throat> I think my earphones just cut out. Um, That's the time uh, of the night. So you can see Emric rushing after these um, these bandits with his uh, massive halbert ready and to strike at them. a big smile on his face. A really big smile on his face, yeah. Uh, he, he, he looks a bit devilish for me, honest. You, you reckon his murder <laughs> boner is at least at half-mast? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, not even full, though, because he hasn't got any... Uh, I'm not even going to go further in. And no need to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just I'm look at Azura and, and go, he's soft again. 
I'm going to move to my full 30 feet. Yep. I think you um, get more as a monk, don't you? Oh, actually, I didn't... Double check, you uh, might have 40 feet. Well, I don't know if that... Or is that level 2? Unarmored movement? I think that comes next. That's... That's, um, that's second level. It is, yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's an extra 10 feet. Just at, teasing um, you with level. something you can't have yet. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you must. That's okay. I know, what an asshole. Um, I'm, I'm going to call out to Emmerich. Yeah. Or in, as, without, without yelling, my voice carries. And, Let these unworthies go. By the celestial light, there they will come by their own punishment. <laughs> Don't <laughs> dirty your sword on this scum. Oh wow! <laughs> I'll uh, use a quick and I like action there quickly if I can. I'm not carrying a sword, friend. And then yeah, I'll, I'll keep going with what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Anything else in your turn? That was that was a free action. Just just talking to him. That was only about six seconds. Is there anything else you'd like to do? I'm going to cast. Ooh, hang on. I cast him. One sec. Mira, you're up next. Think about what uh, you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or have you got it already organized? <laughs> I like cast light in my hand. Yep. And I kind of like hold it out behind me like I'm about to blast them. Oh, okay. Very nice. Uh, Mira. So. Mira will just roll her eyes. <laughs> like, this has happened a million times before. Yeah, this is five, nothing ten, new is going 15, on here. 20, 30, get to there, 510. I mean, in, on how many adventures has Wiltix pulled out the, 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 the death dog before? <laughs> uh, so, and she will actually cast. Uh, so she throws a little spark of fire into the air four times, just flicks it up. Yep. And then flicks up a bit of steam, and they turn into these iridescent, glowing balls of light. Ooh. Uh, and that she'll send them out in front of Emmerich to try and distract him. Some dancing. <laughs> so they dance around him in a light way. They do dance around him. Nice. Yes, they dance around him in a light way. Okay. Yes. Emmerich, leave them. Seeing that you're there with your pole arm, with your large halberd, and seeing her friend is very close to death, this one is going to... I think she's going to shoot Emmerich with her hand crossbow. Sorry. Just because she wants to protect her friend. Does a 14 hit you, Emmerich? Nope. Nope. Um, Just shoots right past you as you duck underneath. Um... And then she's going to. She's going to use her movement to sacrifice herself to save her friend. She's going to go. Oh my god. 5, 10, 15. So make that Bandit opportunity attack if you'd like to. Yeah. She's going to try and save her, her friend. The real hero Wait, of the this she going? campaign. <laughs> she's going to go there and then this way. But I think because uh-huh, she moved that, out of your threatened space. That you, provides. That proved, it does. Uh, you get an opportunity attack. Yes, you do. Hell yeah. Alright, let's see if it works. Oh, that's not so crash hot. 12 is is, is her armor class. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I did 13 uh-huh. slashing damage. Yeah, boom. Does he do it at disadvantage because he's distracted? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's lots of dancing lights around you. Yes, I would say yes. I, I would rule yes in this case. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Well. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's still oh, well. <laughs> it's still the 13. Oh, shit, it's a D10 as well. And you rolled a 10. 13 damage. Um, yeah. Are you doing non-lethal damage? I am doing lethal damage. How do you want to do this? I, um... <laughs> that game... No, I'm going to get pretty gory. Uh, so the halberd comes down and just basically between her like neck and shoulder just buries itself in there. Blood spurts out and she falls to the ground. And then I look to the, the other one. As she falls, uh, she reaches out a hand for her comrade and goes, Just go! And then expires on the ground as her blood leaks out. The large gash across her shoulder down towards her chest, slowly leaking. Her lifeblood into the soil below. Um, he is going this is, to. Oh, and making us feel bad about killing NPCs. No, <laughs> this is this is just me accurately describing what you see. Uh, for, for podcast <laughs> listeners, I want to paint a picture of your gory, um, horrific acts of hate crime and look, violence. I will. Look, I will admit, I'm going to try and not play this guy as a murder hobo. Okay. <laughs> cool. like, when you're actually in combat, though, he will kill them, but he's not going to necessarily like thirst for combat, like the other andrew does like a certain paladin that we know um this one is going to run away um and because you've used your reaction um yes. he's gonna action dash he's just gonna straight out of there i will ask this question now because i can extend the battle map if i need are you gonna hunt this guy down um because he's dashed and then I'll dash. Look, for the sake of the session he's on one hit point if you throw it if you throw it you, you can get him next turn. Fine. Like if you I'll, throw your halberd okay, next. So as like I, okay, so I'll I'll throw my, my halberd on the ground and go, and then I'll bring out from my pack because I've yep. just thrown my halberd. I haven't like, and then I'll bring my hand in my pack a, a heavy crossbow. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. yeah. make make the attack roll. Um, but I think I think that there's because it's it's you actually sorry. We, let's do this properly. Let's do. Oh, I will man. I will keep oh. that I will keep oh. that roll. But we will do Wiltix's turn first. Wiltix, what what okay, would you yeah, like to do? Very yeah. fair. We will do Wiltix. Uh look, I, I I'd probably just run the uh, my thirty feet forward. I'll yep. move the uh, the dog dog. <laughs> but I'm trying just to uh, intimidate people, not to uh, you know mug people in the middle of the forest. Fantastic. But, uh, Oh look! I'd say this this one's not going to make that mistake again. Um, no. <laughs> ten, ten straight over his shoulder as uh, as you fire the heavy crossbow. Uh, one piercing as well actually would have been just enough. Fuck. <laughs> um, I imagine he would just keep dashing away, Bernie. He's just dashing. Uh, I will quickly do Azure and Mira. Are you guys chasing after this guy? Or are you going to try and stop Emric? What's your plan? Uh, I'm not going to chase after him. Oh, uh, look, I'm going to be honest. Like, Emmerich, after seeing him keep dashing away like that and just hauling yeah. us, he'll lose interest. Alrighty. In that case... <laughs> squirrel! Yeah, squirrel! squirrel. <laughs> In that case, we will jump back out of initiative. Um, what would you guys like to do? You can see the body of the bandit. Uh, Lose the body! <laughs> <laughs> so I'll sort of go, oh, fuck, got away. Oh, well. I'm sure he'll find his end some other time, but uh, not tonight. I put the uh, crossbow back in my backpack and I pick up the halberd. And because I am the closest to him, I'll I'll go and uh, loot loot my kill. Alrighty. Um, Unless someone else wants to like dash over. I did. Here. I did hear Mira call out 
loot the body for anything. That's true. She's also all the way over there. Is that but Claire? She, or... don't get wrong. If she wants to make a dash for it and try and beat me to it, like, go ahead, try it. No, actually, Mira, Mira will come over to you and just say, well, Emmerich, you know, we were trying to get down in your personal best for kills this week, but I guess you just had to go and do another one. I'll add it to your count. And she gets out her book and writes it down. What was that? Sorry, I didn't really hear what you were talking about. Uh, all I heard Emmerich, was Luigi talk. Emmerich, you're <laughs> way over your quota for this month. You're already at uh, 400%. No, it's, 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 yeah, I like to be efficient. That's all I can really say. Oh, well, if it's efficiency you're looking for, that's all right. But don't oh. overthink yourself. It's not really efficiency I'm looking for. It's more looking for good old-fashioned fun. That's what I thought. Okay. I, um, I searched for his, the core. Yeah, the, uh, give me that investigation volume. check. So my investigation isn't crash hot either, but it's plus one. 17's not too bad. Um, it is good. You find... Uh, where are we? You find 23 copper of random shit, including, like, some salt... Um, like I'll a haunch it. of goat, um, some saffron, um, like a little bit of linen. Goat? Yeah, yeah, a haunch what? of goat. Yeah, 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 just some random shit that she's got in her bag that she's clearly um, stolen from other people, like some copper, like not copper pieces, just raw copper. copper. Um, so I'll, I'll uh, imagine Mira is quite close to me. So I'll like, oh here, Mira, here you go. I think you might like this, and I just offer her the goat haunch. You can you can take off so that's that goat haunch is worth one copper so you've got one copper less of of good goods if you give her the goat haunch. That is fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh give her the imagine the imagine, if, imagine if we were playing that that type of D and D. Now I, I think you'll find that actually that one copper piece of a goat haunch is going to be used elsewhere. <laughs> you can't you can't carry that many pounds of goat haunches that uh, Oh no, we're not doing encumbrance. Oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the hordes, the, yeah, the, the quartermaster's ability is to avoid you guys having to worry about encumbrance. Um, yes, and then I'll uh, look at the salt and the saffron and go, oh, bloody over my shoulder, knowing that Mira, and I have a cheeky smile on my face, would probably enjoy those items. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> Perfect. So if you give... Oh, he's got nothing. Whatever. Yeah. I just leave the body there. I just walk away back to the cart. Cool, cool, cool. Um, unless you guys do anything else, you can complete your long rest. I don't think any of you took any damage. I don't think you used any spell slots apart from the fog cloud. <laughs> yep. Um, you can pick up your javelin hey, azure. That's, that's one out of two Fantastic. for level one. That's a lot. That was a heavy investment right half, there. Half your spells. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming surprised. you cancel the fog cloud. <laughs> Like, uh, imagine, like, the the death dog. That's definitely going to become a thing now, the death dog. The death dog, oh, yeah. The death dog's coming back, don't worry. It's, uh... I, I, look forward, I look forward to the death dog. It has to uh, become a thing. I you know what? To fear the death dog across the lands. They will obey my dog. Actually, All right. You know what I'm going to ask? I'm going to ask for an image of the death dog, but I think it's best to keep it in the mind. Okay. Because then everyone has their own definition of the death dog. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, you guys continue on. Um, we'll do a little bit of a time skip ahead uh, as the rest of your journey continues without much uh, excitement, without much interest, uh, and you carry on. 
Uh, I'm going to jump back to the splash screen. Uh, perfect. So, um, for the past several days, although it's been a lot less than that, sorry, so only for the past couple of days, you've been traveling a road that winds lazily across the rolling grasslands. Sundown is approaching when you top a rise and see the town of Greenness just a few short miles away, but instead of the pleasant, welcoming town you expected, you see columns of black smoke rising from burning buildings, oh. running figures that are little, little more than dots at this distance, and a dark winged shape wheeling low over the keep that rises above the center of the town. Oh, fuck. You hear the beats of wings, the roar, as you see a blue dragon sweeping down towards the keep. I, uh, I turn to Mira and I go, Hey Mira, is that your cousin there? Ha ha ha. I feel a little underqualified. I don't know about you. Where and are the kobolds? <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we will end our session for I tonight. That is a very fitting end for now. Very nice. Very ominous end. Right. <laughs> we really yeah. just jumped into dragons. Well, and very, uh, and dragons. very, very uh, intimidating. Yeah. I better make sure there's a dungeon in the next episode. Um, <laughs> no. I would like to thank you all so much um, for playing tonight, being being the players for, in this campaign. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who has listened to this. Thank you so much. This has always been a huge dream of mine, uh, running a D&D podcast. And uh, as, as bad as coronavirus lockdown has been, there have been some hidden perks, uh, namely time for me to organize this. Uh, so seriously, thank you so much. You guys are incredible. I can't wait to to see where this campaign's going to go and what adventures you're going to have. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you very much, Ellen. Thank you very much. It's also been my life aspiration to be included in a podcast of D&D. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's perfect then. <laughs> two two of this... in one podcast? Oh, <laughs> how can we not be bigger than Critical Role? <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, play the outro music. <laughs>